So I've been thinking about what happens um, to me in life at the moment, uh, and that's where I wanted to go today. Is life happening for us or is it happening to us? Let's check out what we're going to have a convo about today with these gentlemen. Jeremy, Ryan, is life happening to us or for us? Okay, so there is um, this girl that I know, right? And she recently, it's not even a girl, she's a woman, right? Mm. You're talking about yourself, but don't want to disclose it. um, Yes. (laughs) And I would have revealed it eventually, and we all know it. So recently, this woman that you don't know about, but she looks like a Polynesian Islander <laughs> and speaks like a bogan, but genuinely cares about the world and every person in it, has um, recently awakened to yet another dark night of the soul moment. If you'd been listening to our podcast, you would know that um, I'd been talking about having a really big hard time about feeling like I was failing at my business. But of course my thoughts are creating my reality, right? Mm. And I got sucked in bad for a month there. Like mm. I really got triggered by people being disappointed in me for not getting me to where I wanted to be. Mm. And anyway, this woman, yeah. me, yeah. woke up to she needed some help. And so rather than being Miss Independent Emily and thinking that I have to fix the business, I have to get this in and I have to do this, and it was very head, 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 thought, 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 I realized that everything was happening to me, Mm. like the world was happening. And I was totally victim. I was in this mindset of victim mentality. I was um, waiting for everybody to do something for me. And I can almost look back on the last month and instead of beat myself up about it, I recognized it, became very bloody aware of it and realized that, mate, Emily, life's happening for you, not to you. So why don't you just go with the flow? Have a look around you. And so rather than beating myself up, I realized that that moment of this month where I was really, really disappointed in myself was only to teach me that, my God, do I get out of them really quickly now. And I know exactly how to get out of them. Mm. I go and ask somebody for help. Mm. We do some work on myself, like on my self-belief, on my thoughts, Mm. and I'm out. And it's so quick and it's so awesome that I'm full of energy once Mm. again and back in my heart space. Mm. And so now I realize that that was for me to learn that I just need to pass that on, which is my work, that we all go through it. We all go back and forth. But now it was happening for me. Okay, I think that's you're the key for me of what you're saying is that person that you can speak to that can pull you out of it. Like I I feel like I've got a handful of them in my life, um, but... Is that the key? I mean, apart from willing to and taking the step to do it. Or is the key first noticing it? Yeah, well, definitely. Ooh, these are good. Yeah. Well, all right, then the person okay. is the door. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, because go, go. because I, re- I reckon, I mean, it's hard. We can all find it really hard when you're on your own. And we often feel very much on our own because it's rare that we have people around us that are consistent or available or love us enough to be real with us. And or enlightened enough to mentor us through what you're talking about, Em. And that's it. Like, um, it's it's hard to go to people and be like, guys, I'm really messed up. 
<laughs> but as soon as you do, and that's why I like self-development work. Like we were even having a joke before with um, one of Jeremy's friends, Jack, just outside. Mm. And he's like, well, you know, I didn't really want to go to that self-help workshop that you're running. So how do I get through promoting to people what I do? It's not self-help. It's actually that you're just going to sit down and study yourself, become acutely aware of why you get triggered, what mm. holds you back, what serves you, and what you're mm. really passionate about. Yeah. And that in itself is getting some help. It's almost education of your existence, emotional intelligence. Yes. Intelligence of your actual being, learning about yourself. (laughs) Well, why not? Like, come on, how stupid is it to not know about yourself? Like, you're just dumb. I think it's fall under that bracket because self-help comes about when you're like, when you're in despair or you're hit, like, we only cause a change when we, in desperate times kind of thing. So that's why it probably has that connotation. Of course. I think it's also the whole self-help. It's very self, like me, me, me. I don't think this, but I think that's what a lot of people see from it. They're like, they see someone like Tony Robbins just got a new thing on Netflix. I know M loves Tony Robbins. Yeah, is that the new doco? Yeah, 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 I want to see that. I watched it and it was just like a whole room of people that were just like mesmerized and like, man, I'm going to change my life. Is it called I'm Not a Guru? Yeah, Yeah. I'm Not Your Guru. Guru, yeah. Which is, it's kind of... It, it like I think yeah, there's a bit of snake or like people associate it with snake oil. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You know this person's gonna charge me lots of money. Like for example, me and yeah, actually yeah. meet met Amateur um, a business a two day business thing mm. with a guy who kind of um, put himself across as a business guru, self help kind of guy. And it was, I got a slimy feeling afterwards, and I think that's because like sometimes these people charge so much money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where alarm bells come with me where it's like, you, you know, I can help you, but you need to pay me lots of money first. Mm. Mm. I mean, there's places for that. Like I've come to realize that you got to, there's work, there is work in it. But my belief is that I want to, I just want this to be so standard that it's just expected within our friendships to talk like this, to, mm. to talk to strangers if they look upset, go up to them and go, Hey, what's up, man? Like, cause we're all a fucking family. Um, but yeah, there is a place that f- for people that want to make a business out of it, um, like collective potential to, um, to charge for things that I reckon we've got in our society, we've got money to do these things and there's solutions for them. Absolutely. I was thinking recently pulling apart, um, what my value is and it's not, it's an interesting thing to sit down and go, how much should people pay me mm. for the work that I do? And you have to go through a big process of am I worth it? Can you do I deserve to be paid this? Um, uh, and it's very different when it for me, you know, someone would pay me a, a salary. Like one stage I was on, you know, when I first started doing the work, I was on eighty k a year, mm. and then I decided to go out on my own and to then price yourself based on what an institution used to price you at is a whole other story. Particularly for somebody like me who used to not think she deserved it, mm. and I feel like the older you get, it's actually more about charging what your most value, what you're worth in the market. So what can I do that's going to add value to your life? You know, paying um, $97 online for a short course, you're going to do that and you're going to have access to that forever. Mm. But for me to sit next to you and and literally in my coaching sessions, Mm. I will hold someone's hand and I'll do it for six months. Mm. And you get to call me at any bloody time that you want. Like they ring me. I'm like, mm. okay, um, okay, so I'm going back into it. Um, I, I, I don't believe I can do this anymore. And they're about to give up. But if they didn't pay me, who was going to be the person that sits there and goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
all right, you're going to call me back. Here's the activities you're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Snaps them out of their mindset, their victim mentality, and then back on their way. Mm. Gives them a little bit of tough love and then... Mm. Checks in with them the next day via text. So what? what I, I'd like. I'm curious about just talking more about that person who can be that to us, mm. um, because I mean, like Evelyn is a great person who we've had on the show before. She's in St. Lucia. She's like a real enlightened mother-like being for me. Um, she's a great example of that. And but like, I'm hungry for more of those people. <laughs> you know, yeah. like um, you're like that for me. And like, I call mm. you up when I'm feeling bummed or when I'm feeling like stuck. Which I'm so pleased um, that you do. Like yeah. how wonderful is it when people call you to go, I just need someone to talk to. There's something natural that resonates in you. I know when people call me for the same reason that resonates, you you want to help. Mm. Um, even though they like their insecurities that they're weak or whatever. And then, um, but you really, you're drawn to that vulnerability or, and I, who, who are those people? Can you identify them in your life? People listening <laughs> Can um, who's yours, right? Like, do you feel like you've got someone that you go to like that? Uh, yeah, well, M's one of them. Oh, oh it's God, up. guys! <laughs> but my friend, my friend Al is great like that. Yeah. Who I actually, I'm blessed enough to live with. He's in, in India at the moment, being all like spiritual and shit. I have seen his, I have seen his po- post. Trivialise yeah, it. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, <laughs> but it's just sort of someone that has their head screwed on. Um, they're, they're I, I guess willing we'll, as well. Yeah, well, someone explores themselves a lot. Like, I think that's the thing. It's like you can help someone when you've gone there yourself. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, now, if you, that's that is value. Fucking real big point because yeah. it's like when that when when you when you reach out to those friends that haven't gone themselves, you you do come across like a fool because yeah because they don't get it and they have no idea how to give you advice on it. Mm. And that's real, real true. Like, yeah, you, I, watch, I, you watch people, they go. Oh. I actually find people. What one thing I've found is like. Um, there's a real difference I find in people that have gone through pain and people that haven't. The, I've, the friends that of mine that have, haven't gone through pain, like proper deep-seated pain, um, and so therefore self-growth, uh, are way less self-aware, way less compassionate. Um, and not to say you're silly for being like that, because I think it's just the nature of life. If you don't go through that that kind of deepness, you don't really unravel and understand yourself better, understand a wider bandwidth of existence. Well, they say that, you know, shamans, you know, they've got a few of them in the world um, and the old storyline of a shaman. Yeah. But a lot of people come, you know, then there's the charlatans who say that they're shamans these days in the consciousness world. Mm. Um, that uh, in a hero's journey, um, Joseph Campbell, he talks about the shaman has to have early childhood issues <laughs> or, or major really? like um, moments in their life to be able to sit there and be the shaman of the tribe. Like if you think about it, they have to have had something tragic to them. That excites me because so many people think that um, if you've gone through something messed up, then you're messed up. But mm. actually you have fucking wisdom, man, Capacity beyond your years yeah. and people want to talk to you about yeah, it and yeah. you have a depth of knowledge about yourself that, you know, I well, do th- that, that, think that that's why we go to these mentors. It's what happened What Wim Hof. We went and saw Wim Hof, um, Jez and I. Yeah. And Wim Hof is this crazy man that... Bre- boss that breathes like a boss man. Yeah, he like he's, he holds multiple world records for ice exposure and like Which doing I- superhuman feats. But he talks about it. He says the reason that really threw him into his work, and I don't know if this is... Um, the passing of his wife. Yeah, it was he said it was the passing of his wife that um who 
killed herself and he Wim said she had mental illness, bipolar. And that's when he realised that there's pain and suffering in the world and that's what made him like really follow. And he went to nature to find the solution to that pain inside mm. himself. Um, and I reckon that natural instinct we've got to go to nature is the same as like, that's a common theme. Like, I think people are missing that too, that na- that ability to know that they are nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, yeah. if you work hard at yourself, yeah. you know, that's working hard at you, like that's nature. Like mm. Wim Hof gets you to jump in an ocean or an ice bath and then you have to like work through it within you. You also see that you're not going to live forever, that your body is this thing, this organic yeah, natural yeah. thing. When you, you go, face your boundaries. When you jump into an ice bath, your body is like, get me out yeah, yeah. of here. Yeah. I just found my limit. <laughs> mm. So it, it's like you feel so alive. And, and the thinking past your pain, it's like you can think your way out of pain. Which I thought, that was my big takeaway from that night. So I have a question that popped up in my head. This work that we're doing, like if life's happening for us or is it happening to us, but now we've actually got to a point where we're talking about mentors and then the work that's around that. Do you do this work on yourself to see what you can get or do you do this work to see what you can become? Interesting. Bit of both. I I don't like the idea of... Getting... Getting or possessing. <laughs> Chase knew what I was going to say because he's... Yeah, yeah, I'm on the same way. Um, I think if you're thinking about... We brought it up on another podcast before, but if you're thinking about the fruit of what you're going to get and not the actual act itself... Good one. It's like you never know if you're going to get it. So for me, I think all these weird things I do, these were not like going to think like Wim Hof or reading a book or doing anything. Presentation, learning it's, from it. Because it's fun right now. I don't, I'm not thinking about where I'm going to be in 10 years. And or, you're curious and it just unravels. And yeah, and I think also if you're thinking about the outcome of something, there's so much more chance of being disappointed. Mm. So if you go, all right, in five years, I've got this goal where I'm going to be in this exact place. You're putting a lot of your pressure on yourself to reach that thing. And you're not actually living now. It's like you're living in a different, you're basically living in Have a Have you got mission. an example, right, where you did that in your life? When Tell I, me a story. <laughs> of, um, of when you like put an expectation on a result and then have let yourself down. Like, have you done that in your life? Uh, I think I used to do it a lot more as a younger person. Um, I love, how old are you? I'm 22. <laughs> like, I remember when I was... I'm so old now. I remember, Sorry. Like it's, Back to you. It's like thinking about, you know, like making a podcast and reaching... You know, the amount of people you want to yes, reach or yes, getting yeah, posting yeah. something and yeah. looking at what the outcome. Like, for example, Jez, when you yeah. posted the video for your girlfriend, you didn't post that because you're like, man, I want to get 12 million views. Mm. It just kind of happened organically. Funny, and I felt like. Funny you should ask, actually. <laughs> I, <did>. I went <laughs> for 11. <laughs> so you, you beat it? No, yeah. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, and you do learn that pretty quickly. But you, the, you know, we need to constantly remind ourselves, obviously. Well, I think there's a differentiator too of. If you're going after it for what you can get out of it, um, which is understandable because you yeah. do need to, or versus what you're going to become, yeah. which one's going to bring you more happiness? Mm. Now, that's a very broad term, but I think get get doesn't bring as much happiness as become does because it's internal. Yeah. You know, I think about um, the workshops. I, I watch people grow. Like you, people walk into one workshop and, then, and they've never done this work. I think I was mentioning it before. Like... Um, oh, what is this? I've never done this self-development mm. stuff and because mm. I'm doing it differently. It's a little bit more creative, mm. a bit more real. Um, six months later, the guy's still in the workshops mm. 
and he's loving himself sick because he's seen this part of himself that is actually, wow, I can, I can not worry about what other people think of me. Mm. But do you think he comes to the workshop and goes, all right, I'm going to do this workshop and I'm going to be happy? Or is it you come to the workshop and you just open yourself and that's what the result is? It's not. Initially, I don't think he, I think he came because he wanted to be happier. Mm. Okay. And so what, he's, what's, what I've loved about watching him be in them is that at the six-month mark, he's now become a man, no longer a boy. He's been able to take responsibility for his own thoughts, his own, mm. why are you smiling at me? I was like, are you talking about me? But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was, just unconsciously. No, no, I'm thinking about this yeah, guy. Yeah, little boy you used thinking to be. about this guy, Edward, you know, like. Oh, I love Edward. Yeah. Edward Snowden, he's moved down to Australia. <laughs> Here's an example. So I'm standing there and I know that he's a little bit shy. Right, and he has so much love for music, uh, and yet he's not doing it because, for many different reasons, um, like all of us do, we get society telling us we have to be famous and we have to be the best at music. So all of a sudden, this thing that you love, this passion, drops away because of all of these comparisons. Mm. Then the need for approval—if you've got some like unconscious um, pattern and core there, that which we all have—but it's still playing out. Like you watch it unravel. So I remember doing work with him and I said, get up and sing. Oh, no, no, no way. And there's like 30 other people there. Yeah. And you're like, you're Justin Timberlake. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's not, you know, he's like red hair, yeah, yeah. you know. I think he's Ed Sheeran, guys. Yeah, he's Ed Sheeran. Okay, yeah, he's Ed Sheeran. Actually, yeah, he's like an Ed Sheeran. Yeah. So he gets up and he's like, I'm not fucking doing this. And he starts to fight me. And I know at this point. I'm going to fight you right back because that's the pattern that's sometimes it happens with people. Their pattern starts to fight you. Like, you know, when I crack the shits and I'm like, oh, well, we're not doing it that way. That's just me feeling like I'm wrong and I don't like you. Now, if there was, yeah, and that you're telling me I'm wrong. That's an unconscious pattern. If I was fine with you in that moment, I wouldn't even care. and be like, yeah, good point. I'll try that on. Mm. So he's standing there in this moment going, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. So he's core belief about himself is playing out. And as he's standing there, I realize behind us is a stage. I'm like, get up on the stage. And we're in this big, beautiful, like rustic old um, uh, uh, community hall almost. So I put him up on the stage, close the blinds, and then Ed's standing there. And I open the blinds. He's like, I'm not singing. All right. I'm not doing it. And everyone, I put everyone in front of him like they're an audience and I'm like, cheer him on, clap him, don't stop. Because sometimes we all need a little bit of encouragement, right? So then he's like, I'm not doing it. I was like, get up, Edward, go. And he's like, sing me something that means something to you. So he gets up and he's like, and he starts to sing it and you know that it's, and he's quite eclectic in the way that he sings too. So it's just not landing properly without Mm. his instruments and he's Mm. feeling it. But at this stage, he's right in. I'm talking like every core negative belief that he's ever thought that he wishes Mm. he could release Mm. is there. Mm. And so I'm like, go. And so everyone in front of you, imagine what you were doing. You'd Mm. be like, come on, Ed, give it a go. And then he stops and I'm like fighting. And you know, there's almost like this matching a mirror. I'm quite strong as a female. So I know to step it up. Edward, if you don't change this now, where are the fuck you're going to? And he turns behind him and this masculine male like comes roaring out of him. Because <laughs> right? he's a boy at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And he throws a desk in the corner 
at the corner of the stage, it smashes into pieces and he's like, fuck, yeah. And so everyone's like crying it's so because it's so intense. Yeah, yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Right? Because he's inside his mindset and he's, has, he can see his own pattern yeah. of how he holds himself back. Yeah. And so all of a sudden he just goes, Poof, come on, Edward. And I open up the curtains one last time and everyone's like, ah. That's so cool. And he goes, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he does, hallelujah. And he's just like belting at this male, hallelujah. Amazing. Hallelujah. And then everyone is bawling because he's just like in his absolute flow and heart and everything he loves in music and his voice is fucking robust and beautiful mm. and it didn't even matter what he was doing it was just it and then like I looked down and I was mesmerized as we are right and you can see him just like <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> and everyone's bawling wow because in that moment there was that kind of thing of if he just went with it that was life happening for him and he kept saying that he couldn't right. it was against him it was against him and then it was just like boom do you know what I mean? Like mm. that's what I'm, I was even thinking about part of this is so much that life isn't just about, I don't know. Yeah. You know, how does that resonate mm. with mm. you even? I love it. I feel like it's, it's like I can see that how he's at the cusp of that, the boundary of himself that was holding him back. And then he kind of needed your pushing and everyone's pushing to snap him over. Um, I think it, I'm like, Believe me, that doesn't happen every workshop. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I want to hear, hear more workshop stories. In but, saying that, it happens. There's a pretty good ones. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. I was just thinking of, um, like, I can think about that feeling in terms of, like, re- like only like this year, I got uh, dragged along to start dancing. I just did, like a casual dancing where. You just go and do what you want. But I've never been a dancer. Like I've, mm, mm, This I've is been a good topic. A very, um, so many people like don't do I it. played footy for so many years and was raised in quite a masculine area where like kind of status was how could you wear at sport? Um, which kind of, I don't know if it's, it's what happened in my school anyway. Sure. So I went along dancing and first you get there and I was just like just double thinking everything. And what then, type of dancing? It was just called five rhythms. What's and, that? And it's, you just go and it's kind of facilitated. It's like movement. Um, it's a meditation. global dance movement. Oh, so it's not like hip hop or ballet or anything? No, it's, no, no. it's completely free. It's just you go and dance. Okay. There is like a, another, music, like, a guy there who's studied for like 10 years the flow of um, staccato, flow, chaos. It gotcha. goes through yeah, yeah. five <clears throat> rhythms of yourself. Mm. It's like a meditation almost. Yeah, kind of. But like you Pretty get more in your body than... It's not like you follow steps where yeah, gotcha. kind of, it's yeah, more yeah. you just, it's just free express dancing, yourself. Yeah. It's just expression. Yeah, yeah. But I'd never done anything like that before. And just doing that and getting so far out of my comfort zone. I went to a different one, um, which was called Dancing Freedom. I've only went to it once. And this one was a lot smaller. Like there was only like 10 people in the room. And we had to get up. And the exercise at the end was you went with a partner and you had to take turns like, the partner had to sit on the side and watch you dance for the whole song. And I found that so, that feeling of being watched by doing this mm-hmm. and judged. But after I, like, I went through my comfort zone and did it, like 
yeah. I just want to go out and dance every weekend because yeah, yeah. now it's like I don't care. And then yeah. it's kind of that, I think what I'm thinking about with Edward is he probably wanted to sing. He's probably wanted to get up and sing forever, but he's always going, I'm not a singer. You know, I'm not that kind of guy, which is like me and like, I just never ex- expressed myself in that way before. And I think mm-hmm. I can, I think doing something so different to what you're used to and getting out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like, have you had that feeling before, Em? Like, what was it like the first time you got on stage or... Oh, I was so scared. Yeah, when I first started running workshops, I couldn't breathe. Um, now it's the biggest flow that I have in my life. Like everything else could be in chaos. As soon as I walk into a room, I'm like, ah. <laughs> but initially, yeah, um, there was, and I think that comes down, if you really break it down, is it is the awareness of the of the negative thought, the negative belief. And thoughts can change. Like, Edward, I can't sing. I'm not worth it. Or whatever was going on for him, mm. um, for you in that moment. We don't do this. Mm. Dudes don't dance. I don't dance. Yeah. Me, people will judge me. Like it's the worst thing in the world. Mm. But I think that's what I like about the conversation we're having too is whether it's a good friend or a mentor or a moment we're in a workshop, it's to recognize that which is holding you back, the obstacle, the limiting pattern. Mm. And that excites me. It's like to mm. just be able to go, huh. Oh. Mm. I think the the – the good thing about going to five rhythms is that there's another like 200, I reckon there's around 200 people. There is a minimum 200. And they're all Which is just, quite funny if you think about 200 Melbournians just sitting there. Like just dancing. Flailing. Flowing. And there's through. this one old guy that just stands still and just roars for two hours. <laughs> but it's just, when you go there and realize that no one else cares about yeah. how you look and how they look, you just kind of. I'm going to say it. There's almost like you can feel the misfits in that room. The rebels, mm. the square pegs in the round hole. I'm going down the script of um, <laughs> Apple. Steve Jobs, <laughs> yeah. But you can feel them in there. Like, they're the freaks. But you know what I love when you get in there? You go, I'm a fucking freak for not doing this. Mm. Like, that guy that wants to stand there and roar, like, come on. Go on, roar, Jeremy. Roar! <laughs> he actually did it. It's so good. I don't think Jeremy's not the kind of. No, I know, but that's why I knew he'd do it because I wanted to hear it. Yeah. I, 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 I find it interesting. I've, I think I've always reacted to um, conformity or normality or normal as society sees it. So um, from a young age, I was like, get, you know, I was hungry for weird shit. <laughs> um, but like, uh, well, one thing I want to come back to is what you're saying about what we become, like our motivation to change is I find an interesting area. Like what mm. was Ed's motivation? What tipped him? Um, what I like um, when you were talking before, um, I was like, what, what we, what I'll become. I was like, I feel like I still want more than that. Not just what I become. I feel like what we become. There's something I feel like about um, my purpose in life is I get, I get more, a sense of fulfillment or reward or um, purpose out of thinking of what we're becoming as a, as a human species. Like that excites me more because I feel like that's beyond me. That's greater than me. I think I, I only get really lit up. I don't get lit up by much unless it's that kind of level, you know, like of like what we're becoming, who are we? Um, and, and like, if, if I can, my time spent on this earth, like ends with we're we're closer to, uh, greatest, uh, closer to love, uh, closer to a tighter embodiment of, of selflessness, of being united. 
um, then I'll die happy because it's like that's I've helped a little bit in that progression as we. Um, and I suppose that's all my, all my my personal development, like you're talking about before. Your personal growth is is in, for me it is inspired by what we can become. Um, because thinking, well, I'm fucking, I'm just going to die. Like what I become is a bit, it's always so small, such a small period of time. Like it's, that's, I think that's what it's interesting talking. Cause that's, a, that's just why I just discovered by you guys talking. You know what I hear in that? The exact reason why you need to do this work on yourself is that it just ignites the next person to do it and wakes us up. Cause we just get into what we focus on, we become right. Um, what we give energy to, we become. So if you're at work every day, like you were saying to us that mm. you're at work doing the same, you know, focus, focus work, like you're not seeing human connection. You're mm. start touching computers and yeah. working on an end product. It's the end again. Yeah. So you, what I heard in you is that no wonder you struggle in the day to day or any of us do because we're not connecting with, with humans. Repetition. Or yeah, repetition. Or a bit like mechanical with our trade or our mm. craft. Like I love my craft. Yeah, of course you it. do. Um, but, and, it's, and it doesn't feel like work. But, but yeah, there's something in the repetition that it starts to become work or maybe, um, you know, what is that? Like how, how do we constantly strive or constantly stay inspired by our craft? Because um, I think it is what you have been doing really well in the time I've known you is knowing that it's progression, the way that you've grown up mm. and the way that we're working, we start to learn how to integrate what's good for us into this malnourished, technological, value, um, outcome-focused day-to-day. Mm. Mm. It's never intended to do that to us, but the industrial age made sure that we went to school and we sat there and we did the work every day so that mm. we could go into a career that would then pay us money, which would then make the world go round. So you've just got into a habit of, reaching the end result for what's needed. Yeah. But I really, really, truly believe that given the moment I say, Jez, hey, what are you doing that can bring more love back into your life? You'd be like, oh, I need more connection. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make a podcast. Yeah. 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 And, you know, this is like you said to me tonight, I go, guys, do you really think we're feeling it if you're in that? And you're like, no, I need this. So mm. I, I think it's human mm. connection. If you're, mm. And mm. that's for most yeah, people. Like, it is. I know being a facilitator and a coach – when people are out of whack with their work, including me, it's they're not in their heart. You don't have to call it heart. It has logic. Mm, it's mm. what you value. So I was so in the business and the mechanics. I'm out of my yeah. personality. Yeah. I'm out of my flow. I'm doing structural stuff mm, that doesn't. Mm, I do not belong mm, to. Mm. It's not in my. I wasn't born into the world Native to be a businesswoman. Yeah, it's interesting that, that I love just to touch on that quickly. I love what the Greeks used to call genius. Like we've we've associated with our ego nowadays, but back when it was first like dis, philosophized about or talked about, it was very much something that was outside of yourself. So you could never attach your ego to it, attach yourself well, like, to the it. Muse. The muse, or yeah, or your genius is is, or your god flow, or whatever they called it, was beyond yourself. It was something you tapped into, it's fleeting and then disappears again. Um, and I fuck, I need that humility because it's like years. I mean, like well, human connection is interesting, but I feel like I need some kind of connection with God because I can't rely on humans. I haven't been able to rely on humans well, throughout on. my life. This, um, or like not God, but you know something that's spiritually. Uh, you, hey, you use God if that's what you well, want. Well, I just do. want to be universally speaking. Yeah. I, let me define what I mean by God. Like something that's omnipresent, this energy that's consistent. Do you and know that's why creates. I say connection, though? Because to me, if I was to define what connection is to me, is it's 
people is love and love is God. So in a way, I would say, what do you need to do in your life that brings you closer to the thing that you love? And it might be God for you. It's people for me. Yeah. So... I think, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I felt let down by people though. Like I feel like I can't, like everything's changed. My family for the longest time were the most consistent because we moved around the road lots, was in church and that, that was, that, that got severed. Then I still attached to my family. Now I've severed that because it's just, they then they, we don't see eye to eye. So I can't, and then, and then friends have always changed. And like, essentially I feel like a lost lone wolf, um, or a bear or a dog or whatever fucking shitter animal there is. Um, I, reckon, I reckon go wolf. That's kind of... Well, I wanted to say that because I wanted to strive a bit of pride in. But, um, <laughs> but really, you feel like just a stray dog or a rat. <laughs> you know, like I don't... Um, and I don't want to sob about it, but I just... I don't feel... And I think we can all relate to that really tremendously lonely feeling where we are all alone and no one can truly um, know your story. Um, it's a really good loonig... Uh, cartoon on that, which is like, it's got got all these images. I'll post it somewhere yeah. so people can see it. <laughs> great, <laughs> great hook. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm gonna be looking everywhere, <laughs> everywhere for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, it it talks, it goes through, and it basically says like, you are alone, and sometimes you spend that with people, and then ultimately you're gonna die, and everything's really messy, and it's just like Lunig's probably Australia's best philosopher ever, and he distills these like really big giant ideas into mm. like three cute little photo like images wow. which you can stare at for hours. That's cool. Look at Looning through the eyes of a philosopher. It's yeah. great. That's awesome. But it's that thing where it's like ultimately you are alone, but you can also share that with people and that can also be beautiful. But uh, one thing I, oh, I know well, I think we're all slow that yeah. down though. Yeah. Say that again. Yeah, I think that's exact that's tying what Emma's saying and what I'm saying together. Well, uh, I don't know what I said, I was in flow. You I, said that you can be alone but you can be with other people and alone in it together. No, I said Sorry. beautiful. Beautiful. You can still be alone, but still be connected with somebody and be alone. Like that's why I think a lot of people try to mm. um, separate themselves. Mm. Well, yeah, that's true. And that's almost like having so much attachment to your individual story. Um, and instead you can just share your story and realize that we're all, like, there's some kind of sacred bond that happens there. I've, um, when, I've been sad recently or in a little, you know, having moments. I've been walking, for example, I was kind of sad the other day and I was walking down the park and I realized that the reason why I was sad was because I'm in my own story, as you just said. Mm. And I was watching a video the other day by Thich Nhat Hanh, who's an Mm. old Buddhist philosopher, really cool. And he said that love is listening. Mm. And that really resonated with me because, uh, but not listening with your ears, but listening with your whole body. So it's like, you can listen with your eyes and your head. And I noticed when I walked down around Princess Park near where I lived, and instead of thinking about me and just looking at other people and going, this isn't my suffering, but this is our suffering. Mm. It completely just transformed Man, I love ours. I love what you're saying, dude. Because if you see it Mm -hmm. as yours... Yes, I get to hang out with these two every week. Suffer, suffer, suffer. Identification with it. Whereas if you say, this is the suffering. Yeah. Ow. And you look at other people and realize that we are just, you know, we're like one finger on this billion fingered organism. Wow. Wait a minute. Did you just say fingered? And he said said it twice, (laughs) which I thought a lot about. You get it, it, man. (laughs) That's a lot of fingers. It's a body body of humans. Yeah. We're just a little, you know, 
Well, I'm trying to make this metaphor nicer for I know. I was so into it. And then <laughs> and we, then we became on. children, which was awesome. Do you get, do you get what I mean? Though? Like, if you yeah, look yeah, at it, yeah. like... Oh, man, I love Al. I think because I think that's another thing that, I mean, the, the philosophers have talked about, like, the quickest way to happiness has been selfless and all this kind of stuff. But, like, that, the, the deeper than that is, like, yeah, Al, 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 Al. Not Al, that hurts, but, like, Al. Al pain. I love Al pain, man. I think that's beautiful. Because when you, because before, like, when you said that, you know, I read, me being you, yeah. I resonate with God, but not humans because humans have disappointed me. Yeah. You said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I think why, why are you separating? For me, I, I don't. Whatever this word God is, I don't separate it from. For me, God is everything, the sum total of what we are. So to separate humans mm. and mm. spirit, it's kind of like. Does that make sense? Well, humans are spiritual beings. I see the whole thing, everything. As one thing. The absolute. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying, yeah. So if you go like, oh, I like God, but I don't like humans, it's like... I don't think I was meaning that. I was just feeling like, oh, what, let, let me rephrase. Well, I was feeling like I can find my, I can find my rock within myself because um, I can rely on that. I, if I'm alone in the jungle, I can rely on that. If I'm with in, amongst the people fighting, I can rely on that. You know, that's what I mean. Like mm. where, where I go to find my rock is within like my, within myself. So what you have control of? Yeah, well, it's it's what I can. Yeah, it's what I have control over, and what um what I can choose to connect with. Like I, you know, like any and and love can flow between people, and it can be expressed back to you through humans, and um and yeah, there's beautiful magic in that, and it, it's very amazing. But I think um I I just need I need I need ritualistic meditation to set my stay on course. Without that, I'm a I'm a bit of a mess. Have you ever heard of um, strategic intervention? No, no, but that's a fancy word, isn't it? For so a very simple, very simple but powerful um, process. Can I do it on you? Yeah. Okay. This is exciting. Give me um, just off the top of your head your um, the f- earliest memory you have. Um, being in the cupboard trying to get some food in. When I was like three, I think. Yeah, yeah. Inside so you, the inside the cupboard. Yeah, explain to me what you were doing inside the cupboard. Trying to get some food and hiding in it. Hiding? Were you having fun doing it, or were yeah, you? It was yeah, cheeky. <laughs> Cute. it was cheeky. Cute. It was cheeky. So we all have these memories, right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's so Jeremy. I just have a cute face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's very cute. Now, the interesting thing about these memories, right, right. that we all have a core memory of um, that we need to think about. And sometimes in the most simplistic way, I can ask you, what is that memory? So tell me, what did you love about that memory? Um, that I was curious and I was going in a dark cupboard. It's a pantry. Yeah. Um, and that there's a reward in there. Okay. <laughs> what happened Food. after you? What happened afterwards? Were your parents looking for you? I can't. To be honest, I can't remember much after that. I remember. I think I got out and um, when Nate or maybe I just got out without the food. I can't remember. Okay. So now let's have a look at how people disappoint you. Right. A lot. You feel detached from them. Come back to one of your earliest memories about that. Um, when my family, not earliest, no, can, no. does go, it have to be earliest? Yep, go all the way back. Okay. Um, oh, I can't, this is just such a massive recent one that okay. I, it's hard to think of anything. Okay, previous. perfect. So that's good. 
the reason it's good is because I'm just getting you to audit it. Now, the interesting stuff about what I've loved about learning about this, there are these moments where you're just having, you're cheeky, you're just exploring. There's a reward in it, right? Your mind has grabbed hold of these experiences, one of your earliest memories. I'm just exploring. I'm just looking. I'm just getting my reward. Now, interesting enough that they say that one of your earliest memories is actually one of the core patterns that allowed you or has shaped you over your life. Now, if this was true for Jeremy, when you can't get reward or you can't be curious and explore Mm. and people don't like that you're doing that, you get quite upset about it. I do, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah. Now, if your parents are very upset with you because, let me guess, you've gone off exploring and looking for a reward out of this exploration – this is what shapes your well, your state of being, your emotional state. That's a very good insight to know that shit, isn't it? <laughs> now, That's the really beauty terrific. about this, I'm deliberately facilitating. So stay with me. Yeah, you yeah, feel okay? Yeah, 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 it's good, yeah. Because the beauty about learning about these moments or these core patternings that have happened to us, you can consciously engineer yourself out of them. So right now, you have to ask yourself, that little kid who was just what, playing, exploring, rewarding? When you come up against somebody who doesn't allow you to be rewarded or explore, how do you react? Uh, I either go quiet um, and harbour resentment mm. or um, I get- rarely go angry. Um, I, I start to rebel as well. Like if I've, if I've gone quiet for too long, I start rebelling and go, fuck it, and just do weird shit in the street. Um, <laughs> like I just don't like, do anything to throw myself out of mm. my containment. Now, who knows, right? I don't know as much as you do. Um, there is memory. Who, got, who made you come out of that cupboard, right? Who made you just get back into the world? And you didn't want to, right? So you probably rebelled and stayed in there eating your fucking little <laughs> cupboard treats, cupboard tre- right? <laughs> now, it is interesting that everyone, people can fight this, but we have a core patterning. And the, the, the reason your memory can grab hold of that is because you also still live it out. And it is over mm. and over and over again. Now, when I asked you before, how do you feel about when you're not allowed to explore and reward, you teared up. Why is that? Um, because I don't like it. I don't like my freedom being taken away from me. Perfect. Now, this is a big part. And if you let me facilitate it, it will change your relationship with your family or with people. Because this is where I feel like I'm on a beautiful place in life to just be like, let's have a look at it. Let's be curious about it. So let's have a look at this. Close your eyes for a sec, Jez. Right? I'm totally in the zone with him, obviously. You can tell the way my, my, my voice has changed. But I'm just also being, making sure it's comfortable with him. I want you to do this. Think about all of the moments that when people don't let you have that freedom and that reward to explore, how does that impact you? What does it do to you? I'm not allowed to. Think about it or say it. Both. Um, yeah, it makes me feel trapped. makes me feel like um, annoyed. Um, feels like I need to break out of that. No, you're not in control of it. I'm not in control of it. Yeah. Um, someone, I'm, I'm, my life is according to someone else's agenda or they're pushing their energies on me and I'm absorbing them because I'm soft. <laughs> um, now, who, who's in charge in the situation, them or you? Me, alter. I know I am, but I don't feel it. I feel like I'm, I'm too permeable. You become a victim to their... Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I've become a result of them. Yep. 
So how about this? What if this was just a place in your life, like, you know, you can open your eyes now, that we could just almost continue to explore how this patterning turns up in your life. And this is where I'm thinking, is life happening to you or for you? Like mm-hmm. this, is, this is even one of those moments of it happening for you. You go, are you willing to let go of that belief or that pattern? What pattern? That I, the pattern of me feeling trapped by it or feeling mm. like someone else controlling my life. <clears throat> I, I need to. <laughs> you kind of do. Yeah. Like when you walked in here, like we saw it. Like this is what's beautiful about this work for each other is think about it this way. If you release it, of course, but this is why I like just exploring ourselves or looking at working on myself, it works harder because the more that we are brave explorers of what's deep down in that unconscious, like that's a paradigm shift. You're trying to do things every day when you have these beliefs about yourself of, I just want to explore and be rewarded for it. And Mm. they're not letting me. Mm. So you fight them. Mm. So part of me is also saying, (laughs) is it true that these people, when you're not allowed to do this or do that, Mm. that they're, that they're, they're, Often they're not. They're narrow, like, that's what's in, very interesting about what you're saying. I love what you're doing. Um, and I find it fucking incredible that my earliest memory is so directly linked to such a reoccurring theme in myself. And <laughs> the world over. But, but, but sorry, just quickly, just Please. but my narr- the, narr- the, the narrative. I haven't finished with you, but yeah, yeah. we're only halfway through this. Yeah, I'm really not done with you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just coming from, from a left hook in me. Um, but, like, what's interesting, I think I know the, the pressures that I feel or the narrative that some people are giving me isn't necessarily what they're actually giving me. Or they may have a little bit and then – but I re- retell myself that narrative, what they're doing to me. The, the, their suppression on me is, in reality, probably much less than what I tell myself it is in my head. And I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's like – because it's my fear of what I feel senses of. I feel it, you know, I feel it. And then it becomes a bigger story in my head or it gets magnified in my head or something or other. Well, they talk about um, subconscious. So your subconscious mind, your conscious mind, and then your superconscious, which is a whole other session. But if you're thinking about your thoughts, your beliefs were created in that moment, I just want to explore and like reward and curious. curious. And when they told you to get out of the cupboard, there's the pattern. Oh, I don't want to get out of the pattern. And then maybe you got in trouble. You don't remember it, right? Who knows? It was but, a blow. My dad headbutted me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> nah. and believe me, if you think about the core issues of people that have had, like mine's about sexual abuse from someone very close to me. Mm. Can you imagine the patterning I've had to repattern yeah. on that um, to trust people? Like, guys, everyone's got them, mm. no matter if they they seem darker. But I can look back at that moment and go, that person was just doing what they needed to do. I was innocent in there. There's nothing wrong with me, is there? Mm-hmm. Of course there isn't. Mm. And I can live from that space and I have to redirect my pattern when it comes up. Like you hear me talk about it. I get triggered by it. So do you. Mm. You get triggered yeah, by it when yeah. you're working mm-hmm. every day. I don't want to be yeah. stuck in this office and I'm not out exploring. I'm not being rewarded. Mm. And even when my parents like want me to do this and this, I just went off exploring what it's like without God, mum and dad. I'm nothing wrong with me. Reward me. Like mm. it's so empowering when you can see the pattern and the shackles that it's been put on you. They, 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 they're released. They're smashed apart. Mm. And here's my thing for you. This is where I feel like you can re-anchor a new pattern or a new way of looking at it. Mm. Let's have a look at this.
go back to the little boy in the cupboard. Just yeah. imagine him, right? Let's just play it out. Let's say you did remember and you walked out of that cupboard. Why did you go out of the cupboard? Because I was done exploring or I found what I was looking, what I, what I was interested in wondering about finding. <laughs> so if somebody comes into your life and says, hey, you can't do that, you still have a choice in that moment, don't you, as a little kid mm. to stay in the cupboard or come out of it. Mm. Mm. And, then, and on that, like we want to please the person sometimes or sometimes we want to um, go fuck off. Mate, approval's dead. Getting other people's approval is almost just what is the point of that, mm. you know? Well, sometimes they might be your boss. <laughs> um, so. so where I'd go with this, and I'd even love Ryan and everybody who's even listening to this, which is quite a personal um, conversation, but I just feel like I had to do it, mm. is this is the power of the work to me is now let's have a look at it. You have a choice to stay in that little cupboard or come out of it right? This is what happens to you every day. So let's have a look at this. Close mm. your eyes again. Mm. Oh, why did I close my eyes? No, you can close it. <laughs> I want, no, actually. He just, he's having a nap. No, I want everyone, don't close it if you're like, you know, running or something. Somebody, somebody told me they were listening to the podcast and they were going for a run mm-hmm. and they were like bolting and they were just bawling as they were running and they just had to stop. And when they stopped, everyone just banked up behind her. So I thought it was very funny that... I do want people to follow this because this is another process that is strategic intervention. It's used by thousands of coaches around the world. Um, and, yes, Anthony Robbins is one of the key people that puts it out there. Um, uh, it's this. Close your eyes. And I want you to think about the end result that you want from your life. Think about a situation where you want to be. And you can't manifest what you want from inside a place that's broken, inside a place that, um, you know, is difficult and angry. So Mm. we now have to reprogram where are you going to take yourself to? And the end result, the vision you have for your life, the joy that it brings into you, I want you to see it, feel it, taste it, you know, put yourself into your heart space with it. And I want you to go back to that place where that little boy was sitting there. Or And for those of you who haven't done this work with me yet, feel free to follow me up. But for you, Jez, look at what gift that moment gave you. What is its gift? Uh, discovering, growing, um, finding things that you can share with people. And when you fight with your family now through that place, what's the gift that they're giving you? What was their gift? Yeah. Is it really a fight if you're coming from that place of the end result? Yeah, but they don't want to listen. So um, I can't, I can't, I, my, I'm hamstrung with what I can give. Still a choice? Not I won't give to them for now. Until I'm more robust. And this is what I'm interested about. Does that come from the little boy in the cupboard that is like being a brat who wants to do what he wants when he wants? No, I think it comes because I'm hurt about it. It hurts me that they don't want to listen. 
So if I keep opening myself up to it when I'm not strong enough to cope with the rejection, then it will just keep hurting me. Is it a true is it true that you need their approval? No, I don't. And what happens when you start to believe unconsciously that you need their approval? Um feel I feel rejected. Oh, hang on, even better. Yeah. Do you recognize that the the listening and the listening and approval is the, is linked together? Do you can you see that? Not quite, no. Okay, let's answer this. Is it true that you need them to listen? Because if your thoughts are creating your reality, and would you rather be right or happy? Would I rather be right or happy? Yeah. I'd rather be happy. So is it true that you need them to listen to you? Is it true that I need them to listen to me? No, it's not. What happens when you believe the thought, I just need them to listen, they don't listen to me? What happens... Is I feel, um, I don't know if this is the answer, but I feel rejected. Yep. See what you're creating every time that you think that they're not listening to you? I create rejection. You are creating it, mate. <laughs> you busted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because who would you be without the thought that that your family needs to listen to you? Hmm. Jeremy, look at me for two seconds. That is the little boy in the cupboard who has to do what he wants to do. Like, you play the little child in the family and you know what? It's your parents' fault. I'm sure they babied you almost and told you you could explore the world and do what you wanted and when they finally took that away from you, they fucked you up. <laughs> no, I don't know if they did, but I, I, no. but, yeah, I brought a lot of it on myself. But, yeah... And there's an element here, this is what I'm trying to get across, and I can feel it, it's tough in us. It's like we've all got it. You've got to take responsibility for this feeling, right? Mm. You don't need them to listen to you. Mm. Who would you be without that thought? Free. Would you? Without the thought of them needing to listen to me, yeah, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't need it. What's... I am free. You already are free even when they're not listening to you. Yeah. yeah You're free to get out of the question. cupboard. Yeah. I guess it's the turnaround from the thought. Do you following me? How much of the time that we can have this belief that is separating you and your family that you've beautifully created, but who would you be without it? I would be free. And so my question is if you turn around, I would be free. You are free, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because I, I am free because I created it on top of my already freedom. <laughs> and your family are just there doing mm. their thing. They've got a narrative. They've got their own story to play out. You've mm. got your own. Mm. Mm. Like think about what we think our families have to give us. They don't have to give us shit. They've got their own story going <laughs> yeah, on, mate. True. You want to see my brother and sit, my brother's <clears throat> doing their own thing? I'm mm. like, he's not talking to me. Mm. He, she's doing that. That's good, Em. I just want to grab hold of it because this is the inquiry into the beliefs that I'm so passionate about. Is life happening to you or for you? Mm. Your family aren't happening to you. They're happening for you. And so if you can have that space of I'm free with them, Mm. it's just an expectation I have of them. And whose business are you in anyway? 
their business. You know, there's that three, mm-hmm. Byron Katie says there's three businesses. Yeah. God's business, um, which you have no control over, yeah. which is belonging to this family. Yeah, yeah. Second one is you're in their business, so it's causing you suffering when you're in someone else's business. That's yeah, when you know right. you're in suffering. Yeah, when you're cool. in God, what is this happening to me, God? Why are my family like this? This yeah. is you being. Stay in your own business. Stay in your own business. Yeah. I am free, man. Yeah. You're free. Yeah. You're free on every level and every way and everything that you do. And God's business could be termed as when you say the universe is doing universe, something or, yeah. or something wor- wonderful yeah. just worked out magically for you. I'm far or... from the dogma of the institution of the church. I am all yeah. about, yes, yeah, consciousness. Yeah. That's good. I love but I like God's business. Like it's good to disarm that as well and just put a tie into love and universe and whatnot. So I want you to think about it. Like this is what I like about doing this work live, which thank you, by the way, randomly yeah, we went good. down yeah. here, is part of my excitement about doing tonight was think about how many of these little moments, strategic moments that are going on from when we were younger, yeah, how they really play out good. in your life. And the more that you can witness them and find what your core belief is, mm-hmm. like I think everyone should be lining up going, mm. what was my one? Can you do that with me? Yeah. Um, could we do this? And you can see it play out so you can recognize it. There it is again. Yeah, it's so causing me suffering. There it is again. And if it comes back up, you can direct yourself back to your heart space. What was your end result that you wanted? What with this? In your life, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking of that as you said it. Um, I was, it was to be exploring, to explore and know ah, that. Of course and, and, it was. And to know that, so and to know myself, because I do know it, but just to live by the belief of that knowing that um, that I'm given to people and I'm given to life. I'm given to, I'm given, I'm given mm. by doing, by sharing the f- fruits of what I find. Um and, yeah, that, that's ma- mainly it. I'd be really curious even for you, like, you know, how he was saying before, I just need to do more, like you do podcasts, don't you, that bring you that exploring. <laughs> I would love to know in the next six months or even the next little while, what are the... Th- what's, widow what's a widow while? What's a while? I didn't realise I said it. It's great. That's cute. Is putting, your, putting it into action, like now that you're aware of the pattern, you know, you become aware of it. That's two stages almost there. Mm. See it. Well, now it needs to come up again, and the, now you've unlocked the door. I can, when it comes up again, I've got the knowledge to see what it is a bit better. I really like what you've done. And choose the explore. Yeah. Because that's what we have to get in to your subconscious yeah. now is actually there was a gift. You're in a cupboard, right? Mm. When your mum and parents mm. said, let's explore this with you. Mm. Um, when you're at mm. work, what's my explore? Well, just knowing that that's so hard coded into me. Like I've never, before you've really clarified it, and I'm sure this is going to sink into me over coming days more, but like the, the, I've never really established, oh, wait a minute, that's my fucking DNA. Like that's my foundational, what makes me function is that is that core memory. You know, the, it's part of your paradigm or your subconscious. Yeah. And so what we've done is recondition it, like re-engineer it. And that's why you have to become conscious of when, what is your end result? I want to be the explorer. How does that fulfill me? And, you know, this is where you see people like Anthony Robbins being like, <laughs> or Wim Hof, he's getting you to change your state, your emotional state of yeah. being. You have to change that to get into that end result that you want in your mm. life. Like you have to, mm. because you sit in the old pattern, you're stuck in it. Mm. So all those meditation, mm. Wim Hof's, the physical, mm. you're, it's a process. Mm. One, what's my end result in front of me? Like what's out mm. in the distance? Mm. It's the explorer being really, to, a, 
to to know how you want to change, you have to become aware of mm. what's stopping you. So mm. we just did that. Mm. So having really the explorer good. out there is now what will I put in place yeah. to take action on it? And that's why, like, um, there's a perfect example, Edward. Mm. Once he'd experienced mm. what he could, which is his true self on that stage singing, Creative you just did a very self, yeah. same thing. We, re, you know, he was he had a breakthrough. And so what did he do? As far as I know, I haven't seen him or spoken to him for a very long time. Went back into his shower and never sung again. <laughs> no. He started playing. He even wrote a yeah, song, great. you know, like he was doing the actions that need to continue to build it like a muscle. Mm. Jeremy, please build the Explorer muscle. That's why you had mm. fucking 12 million views on mm. being an Explorer. Mm-hmm. You got out, you left. That's your natural state of being, mm. you know. Thanks, oh, That's really smile. nice, Sam. Thanks. <laughs> and he's glowing. Love it. Part of me feels silly for only cl- clocking on it now, like because I feel. But then part of me is like, whatever. It's just it just clocked. Like it's clocked in different ways. But that was a real big clocking. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> thanks, are. Thanks they are breakthrough that. moments, yeah. Yeah. you know. And that's where I think that people should invest their time. Like that's a workshop. That's a coaching session. Mm-hmm. That's fifteen years of me being studying myself and studying everybody else's concepts and going to school. Mm. Like that's valuable, isn't mm. it? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. What did you think, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, let's give him a break. He needs a breather. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, want to know I, I, by I, the I, time we you. leave here, what's the one thing you're going to do, you know, like to be the explorer, like the small yeah. action I guess, strategy. Think yeah. about it. So yeah. I, I, This might be me being repetitive, but I always get stuck on like the – End result, like I find it very hard to think about something that doesn't exist. Like when you say end result, I think of a feeling. Oh yeah, and I don't, I don't see the end result. For me, in my head, I don't think that any end result doesn't come from a result I can get right now. No, that's spot on. Am I getting that wrong? Because for me, you actually speak to exactly what I wouldn't have even clarified then. You don't want a house because it's a bricks and mortar, right? You want safety. You want to feel that, you know, you come home. You don't want a car because it's, you know, it's actually that it gives you freedom. These are feelings. These are virtues. Mm -hmm. So, yes, and, of course, being the good soul that you are, that you're actually very far ahead of most people who've got caught up in the day-to-day of what is this thing that's going to give me that. This is where I get so passionate, obviously. But yes, continue. Tell us more about the feeling that you, how do you get yourself in that state, that feeling? Um, I think it's a feeling of not resisting anymore and feeling that whatever is happening to me right now belongs and to allow it. It sounds really cheesy, but I was listening to a podcast talking about this sort of thing about a, a couple of days ago. And he said, he was talking about instead of letting go, because that's one of the whole ideas about, um, you know, dealing with problems and stuff. It's like, just let it go. He was saying instead of let it go kind of means like you're throwing it away. This was Jack Cornfield. He said, let it be. And then I was thinking, the Beatles. 
wow. And then I listened to Let It Be and I'm like, this is so beautiful. It's so spot on. <laughs> it's like, listen, listen to that song and listen to the lyrics. Let it be, let it be, let it be. I love how much singing be. you've done this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually I really that have I? Have yeah. I sang a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you beautiful. know, that's interesting because I'm, that is, I'm in total flow in my life right because. now and probably won't ever get out of this. But in this space, what I've learned, but singing is but part of if me. You did, Isn't that interesting? Mm. But if you did it's get right. out of this space, this is what's in my head because I, I like your voice. Like, seasons are natural. We all have seasons go through our life where sometimes you you love your job and it's great and it's beautiful and it's what you want to do forever. And then sometimes the exact same job stops bringing you happiness anymore. Mm-hmm. And then to resist that, to me, it's silly because it's bound to happen. Bad things happen to people. And it, to me, it's don't resist and go, oh, I'm not going to feel this because I'm thinking about this end result of when I'll be a different person or happier. Instead, it's going, this is okay. And I'm just going to let it pass. Yeah. And then when in my head, when I go, what is my end result? My end result is to not be wanting an end result. <laughs> is, is that kind of, mm. or is that too abstract? Oh, no, far from mm. it. Mm. You speak to those people who are in life very much, more, very much in their present moment. Like, Ryan, I think we should be applauding you. Well, because Mm. that's beautiful. I find that refreshing to be like, yeah, man. You And the people who listen to this, like, this is why a lot of people don't want to come to my workshop sometimes because they're like, I'm good. I know to be present. So great. It's not all of it. Like, it's Mm. your workshops are fun. That's why I go. I don't don't do it because. Sorry, I shouldn't just keep talking about my workshop. There there is more to life than that. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) www.collectivechurch.com. It doesn't mean you you don't do things that are good for you. But like. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, let's say, can you. All right, work. Ask me some. Ryan, I just think you have to recognize that the way you have. Molded and sculpted, sculpted, sculpted your knowledge, your curiosity is you're in a very beautiful place that a lot of people seek their whole life to get to. And why don't we just have a little moment and go, it's not crazy. It's actually a beautiful thing to say. Because mm. mm. when I even catch myself, you're right. When I said, I'm never, uh, I'm going to be like this. What did I say? There's, and flow forever. Yeah, flow forever. What I wanted I can to promise you that you're probably not going to be in flow forever. No, but what I wanted, what I was wait kind a of, minute. Is that two that? things I catch that. So yeah, that is very absolute of me, and I do that a lot. But what I was meaning also underneath is what I hope to really consistently put out to people around me is you're never going back to what you were because you can't. Every time you acknowledge that pattern, and it comes up, it might take a month or two or ten minutes. Mm but you'll never go back to what you were now that you're aware of it. So knowledge is power. Hopefully 10 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> and, but it's true. You can get quicker. So mm. when I say I'm never going back to that or I'm going to keep this flow is because I will keep the flow of that knowledge going throughout my life. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I just wanted to say that. That's a good. Rick Hansen sort of, um, he's a neuroscientist that's sort of into Buddhism as well. And he has a book called Hardwiring Happiness. Yeah, and he's he's really interesting. But he talks about like when you're in a positive state, or good moments happen, like stop and feel it. He's like instead of <sighs> usually we go through days and just like jump from one thing to one thought to another. We never actually take the time to feel the good times. Mm. And what he's saying is when you, let's say you're looking at a beautiful sunset and it touches you, touches you know that feeling that we 
call that, you know, the heart feeling. You know, you feel happy. Mm. He's like, feel your body. And then what happens is your your body actually starts to make that its normal resting state instead mm. of just thinking out of it all the time. Mm. That's yeah. good. I like that. We haven't really... Like, you guys are saying some very good things. Yeah, it's really beautiful statements here. And that's what I really like about your knowledge base and why I really spend time with people who like to read and are into um, critiquing and thinking critically, uh, you know, philosophy. It's emotional intelligence what we're doing right here. Like if you want to label this something, it's emotional intelligence and becoming self-aware, this is what is sexy to me. So where can people go if they want to hang out with us? Well, you could come over to Ryan's house if that's what you're applying, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> he is available. I have had a few of my friends being like, I love that guy. Oh. This, he's just his intelligence yeah. and the way he's, he's still got a crush on him. This is, this is my um, 1-800-OP brains. <laughs> Someone, I was, I went on a Tinder date and she listened to the podcast before she came on. Yeah. And then she she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go on the date. And then she lives in the podcast and she's like, oh, okay, it's kind of normal. So it is. It's how I'm. Um, oh, cool. Oh, I love that you're using the podcast to pick up. I'm not using <laughs> I just I just want any man to know that they can approach me via Facebook. That's E-M-E-L-I. P-A-U-L-O. I love it. That's right. You just felt like you is okay for you to do the same. Yeah. yeah. If he gets you, I want some oh, you should, out of Absolutely. This. I didn't do it on purpose. I, anyway. Sure. Maybe unconsciously we'll go back into Do you like this voice? Facebook forward slash empire. But I do. Like, you know, I, I, I want to answer that question. I'm so passionate about people coming to our workshops and I think that all of the information is on our website and there is an array of things that you can do to explore yourself and gain that self-awareness. And find a community of people that help you change too. Like, Mm. this is what I've discovered about change. What do you think? You can't do it on your own. Mm. And if you are, that's Mm. cool. I love that you're an elite sportsman and you're high performing (laughs) and you're climbing a mountain and that's cool. But for a certain group on a susceptibility scale, you know, there's a group of us that do way better when Mm. you're around a group of like-minded individuals and Mm. That's, I think, the beauty of our workshops too, is being able to come back and having that posse of people go, I'm with you. Mm. I see you. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? There's so much change I've gone through on an individual scale, like on your own in the middle of nowhere. But there's also so much change I've gone through around people. So maybe it's just different changes. Yeah, you can have both, right? Mm. But But Yeah. I love you guys. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I love you too. Good work, Jess. That was... Let that be a life-affirming moment for you. Mm. I think it was really brave of you to let me do that. Mm. Um, and he's, you're much softer and much more back in your body than you were when we were first walked back in. Yeah, here. I am. That's for sure. I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel a bit like um, it could, like you've, like Luke Wallace, mate, <laughs> a mate of ours. He's like, does this like unlocks you, and then like you walk away, and then you just drop to pieces he's because a, like he's a what does Luke do? He's a he's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's what M's work is is as well, obviously, and. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you walk away, I suppose, feeling like all, all the glue's fallen out between all your, <clears throat> your pieces, and so you, you will likely collapse after. <laughs> I think I actually think that feeling of not knowing what you're going to do next is one of the most liberating. 
because it means you've got so much more possibility yeah. going forward. Yeah. But it's in moments like that where you, you glue, you have to come back to the process of thinking about the explorer hmm. and in your heart of hearts. Oh, yeah, it's some fucking... That's who you are. Gold little rock in the middle you of You were trying that. to hold it together with all of those pieces. Yeah. Fallen yeah, yeah. is left the explorer. Mm. That's what people have to get about, that you are love. Mm. And the rest is... You're just shattering all your belief systems. That's what the glue is. Mm. That. Oh, man. When you say the explore, like the joy that I feel in my heart sea. when I think of exploring and being at the sea or like up a hill or in nature or meeting a stranger. Or living or, with pigs. Or living with pigs. Or the, yeah, the things that bring me joy, like the living with pigs or traveling to Croatia to surprise my girlfriend. Those things are just like, yeah, that, that's definitely the core of me. And um and you know, they don't you like affirm I, that shit out I of that. I love that because that pulls like this part up in me that wants to like say to every human who's listening to this right now, whose mold are you fitting into? And what your true self is. And who, who, life's not happening to you. All these things that you've got a few issues with, let's let this be one of those things where it wakes all of us up today. Like mm. I've come in here with a real, real boost of it because I'm in the flow and studying it. Mm. So. There's nothing in my life that's happening to me. It's all happening for me. Someone's given me a house that I live in. It's on the beach. I love it. Above my bed is a sign that says, love is all you need. I sit there and I can imagine the man that's going to be lying next to me very soon. Like, I know it. Mm. And when it's time, it's time. And the things that I love, like I'm abundant. Money is flowing into my account like you wouldn't believe because I'm on purpose with what I truly want, which is authenticity. And this is where I feel like people who are listening to this is where I really want to just keep saying it. And there's almost a breathlessness. Be real about it. Be real about what you want. If you're an explorer, if you're an adventurer, be an adventurer. You know, Mm. what is that end result that you have for yourself? You already are it. Mm. So Ryan's Mm. spot on. Mm. We're already that thing we want to be Mm. now.